podcast, man. Thank God you're here. This is the LearningReadyRun.com podcast for April 11th, 2010. How's it going, guys? Super. Yay. Awesome. We've been, Yay. we've been away for a while. We have been away. It's been two weeks? Uh, I yeah. think it's been three weeks. You this is the third week. There have been two weeks where we did not do a there podcast. Could yes. a, there could yeah. have been a Jaren and Tim cast. There could have been a Jared. You know, you guys went to New York, and we came back here, and we're generally tired. Understandably. We, um, were, we were pretty tired in New York. Yeah, I, like, I don't know. I, I'm glad to hear you guys had a fairly chill time in New York. I was, yeah, it was, I was fun. kind of going, oh, I'm kind of glad I'm actually heading back to Victoria and able to get some, some rest. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we, was... yeah, we weren't running around, well, we were walking around a lot, but... Uh... I, I did enjoy getting more sleep now yeah. that I'm back here. There's something about, I don't know, it's uh, the standing around at the convention all weekend and then walking all the concrete sidewalks, but my feet hurt worse than the trip Kathleen and I took to Japan, which was all walking all the time, every day. Yeah, mm-hmm. like being Graham, we But it was not on concrete. Was like, yeah, it was like, we probably walked about 20 kilometers a day, every I, single it's day, we were in Japan. Yeah. Standing is much worse than walking, though, all the time, for mm-hmm. me anyway. So, so three days of standing followed by a week and, of walking. Well, and, and there's a lot of there's, there was a lot of standing in New York. Too. Yeah, I went. I had to stop and buy fancy socks and special insoles, which you didn't buy for your trip to Japan. No, I did not. Well, but, I had I I, I, I I had new running shoes in Japan. So. I, I would contest that the difference was in Japan. We were on various terrain, like we were on like woodland paths and yeah. like old. Also, you can drink in public. Yeah, that that is so good for foot pain. Really? Yes, it uh, is. We only did that on that one day, but it was helpful. Yeah, yes. if you're ever walking around, you're like, dang, my feet are sore. Just whip out a beer, and yes. then yeah. the ride to the police station, you will be able to put your feet up. Mm-hmm. In uh, you know, I, I stand by if we had actually got the Pokemans before we went to uh, to Boston, and oh, yeah. put those things in the Pokewalkers. That our that would Pokemans would have been so powerful. Mm-hmm. They would have been the best Pokemans. Totally Do you actually have a Pokewalker, Jared? It's possible that I have a Pokewalker. Do you want me to take it when I like go running at the gym? I've been giving it to Tally occasionally, actually, for basically that purpose. It's Do like you have Heart Gold or Soul Silver. I have Heart Gold nice. yeah. because so it means I, now I'm on the hook to buy Soul Silver, aren't I? I I different Pokemon. I had Heart Gold when I was in high school, and then I broke up with my girlfriend and left it at her house. Oh, this is a remake. Yeah, it's a remake. Yeah, Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Remakes of really gold of gold and silver. silver on the Game Boy Color, but oh, yeah, okay. I, so I, I left it at her house in my Game Boy, and then weeks later, or like a week later, I was like, "Where did my Game Boy go? Have you seen it?" No. Well, it turns out her new boyfriend took it. So, oh. Dick. Um. So, oh, but, high school. Yeah, I finally have the chance to to finish it. Nice, which is kind of cool. So we got a lot to talk about uh, this podcast. We've got um, the last several Loading Ready Run, the NN Unskippable videos. Um, also, we should talk about. Uh, what went down at PAX and because uh, it, it was a fun time so Graham what happens at PAX gets talked about you just talked about on podcast <laughs> yeah, exactly. so really you shouldn't do anything <laughs> incriminating yeah so uh, loading ready run videos first of all uh, Le Café uh, one of two videos that we shot recently that Paul wrote that we've been waiting to shoot because we needed specific things for them and were shot at the uh, Victoria Event Center yeah they were both yeah, yeah a day apart very closely associated so yeah uh Okay, so the story behind this video, which I, I told at the uh, at the panel as well, but uh, a couple months ago, or in this case, quite a, quite a long time ago, uh, my brother phone. My brother lives in uh, Kingston, Ontario, 
and he phoned me uh, in the evening and and he was asking me to look up. He was going to a concert and he was asking me to look it up online because apparently that was the most efficient way of figuring out where it was, was to phone his brother all the way across the country and get me to look it up online. So I was looking at the Kingston uh, calendar for like what's going on in Kingston uh, and there was a, a uh, there's something called Le Théâtre de la Catapulte. And I was like, Dan, don't go to that. <laughs> That's a trap. Uh, and so that was the inspiration for the Café de Catapulte. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's pretty Which, straightforward. I, I really, I have a soft spot in my heart for the uh, long, you know, long string of something that's not, you know, a totally ordinary thing with a ridiculous thing at the end and then continue on and then somebody asks for a clarification and then you clarify <laughs> the thing that wasn't ridiculous. Yeah. I know it's an old joke, but I it's good it. though. It's, uh, <laughs> so obviously this, this took us a while to shoot because we needed, we needed a cafe. Yeah. And surprisingly enough, yeah, people, a lot of cafes, not a big fan of letting you in to yeah, do well, that sort to, of stuff. To shoot for free. Yeah. And um, but uh, thankfully, to French people. thankfully, the Victoria Event Center where we do the Phillips Comedy Night uh, was really nice about it because uh, they're cool dudes. And um, kind of looked like like we sort of reorganized it, so it kind of looked like a cafe. Yeah, one sort of area of the cafe worked out really well, and uh, it's supposed the... to be an empty cafe anyway. So yeah, so it worked out just fine. And uh, yeah, and Andy is in uh, is in town for a little while, so we we figured why not get Andy in. And it, he's not he's not actually the same character as in Economic Stimulus, but it did sort of feel. Like his character just happened to be that a similar sort of thing. He has really bad luck with service Food people. And beverage. Yeah. yeah, and uh, Paul and I both had colds, but you couldn't tell because we were doing terrible French accents. Yes, so intentionally terrible, but that, as, that's as, the point. As I have said, I believe on previous podcasts, my my range of accents are uh, English and then terrible uh, French, terrible German, uh, possibly like terrible British. But mm-hmm. as long as you put terrible in front of it, yeah. I'm pretty solid on the accent. Yeah. Uh, and when, when we showed this at the uh, PAX panel, uh, Café, Café de Trebuchet got a huge round of applause. Yes. Because I think everyone was waiting for a trebuchet joke. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's pretty well, obvious how, where, was, where it was uh-huh. going to go. But uh, I had to pause the and, video. And, and, of course, as we all, we all know why... Uh, Café du Trébuchet uh, is, you know, beating out Café de la Catapult because the Trébuchet is, uh, you know, definitely a more effective siege the, weapon. The, yeah, the more yeah. superior siege weapon. I was so proud of the metal sign above Café de la Catapult. That turned out really well, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah Jared did the overlays of the Café de la Catapult and the Café du Trébuchet signs. Way, way too much time spent in Photoshop <laughs> on that one thing. Uh-huh. But they looked amazing. Like, they you turned out really well. Tell. Well, thank you, but... Yeah, and we uh, the final shot. We we there was no stinger for the video, and uh, so we we because this was written before we started with the escape. It's like this was written a long time ago, but we uh, we came up with it while we were shooting. Yeah. We're like, could we do this? Well, let's let's try it. So we went back to the moon base after we were done shooting and put Andy in front of the green screen and put a fan there and threw some paper <laughs> at him. And, you know, like it, it's not perfect, but it, it's pretty funny. It looks so did, good. Did exactly. We, did we do redundancy in a podcast, or did we miss that too? Um, I don't think we talked about redundancy. It's possible that we missed March 22nd. it. March 22nd. Um, yeah, we probably didn't even talk about redundancy in a podcast. You're right. It's a shame Alex isn't here. Um, he's hey, probably still recovering from uh, work last night. But, uh, yeah. Okay, well, really briefly, uh, redundancy. Alex wrote that one. Um, and uh, yeah, in in the way that he does, he's like, I don't know if it's that funny. It probably needs 
work, but here's this. And then we look at it and go, no, it's 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 funny. And he's like, really? I don't believe you. Yeah, he's like, hey, Kathleen, can you change something? And I think the only thing I changed was I made the assistant male instead of female. Yeah. Sexism, man. I was going to say gender equality. Gender equality. Wait, which assistant? That way he says, my assistant uh, apparently failed to burn this for me. Oh, right. I, originally, yes. Alex had secretary uh, and female. And Ooh. so I changed it to male assistant. Uh, yeah, it's funny that it, both his female assistant and wife screwed up in, his, in the original version of the script. That's true. And then yeah. Debbie stole all their pens. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I that's, love actually, that. that's actually why I changed it. I love that, actually, is, is uh, the, the random aside about Debbie stealing all the pens. It's, uh, and especially, it's um, your response to that, just the sort of the weird. And then <laughs> Paul, after informing you that the technology of holocubes hasn't been invented, his slight, just sort of forcing his brain to get over the fact that what he just saw can't have existed. He's just like, uh, listen, do you want to reschedule? It's, it's, it's just a great little thing. So, Oh, the, uh, the Holly Cube, by the way. Yeah. Uh, that was actually a, a present from my brother. That was an alarm clock, isn't it? Yeah, it's an alarm clock that uh, you tap it on the top and it glows in different colors. And I was like, wow, this totally works for a Holly Cube. <laughs> The real trick was getting the continuity. Have you balanced that on your head yet, Paul? I have not. You should. Mm. Yeah, have it changing color the whole time? Yeah, yeah, That'd, nice. that'd be cool. Um, yeah, getting all the different formats together was uh, was a lot of fun. The uh, the 16 millimeter film reel was actually a... Reel-to-reel tape. It was a reel-to-reel audio tape yeah. that uh, Ben managed to acquire. Um, How did he get that? His dad had it. I, I My dad has tons of those. He also brought the Betamax tape, which we used for the Stinger, which we also wrote... On set because we didn't have one, which was really funny though. Uh, the punch cards we just uh, drew with marker on bits of card. I'm sure there's somebody who's like that doesn't look like a real punch card. Yeah, he, yeah. You didn't use the take where where I sort of flick them away and they all go. <laughs> no, unfortunately not. There was a couple couple audio glitches that I had to use uh, different different takes of the um, the acetate. Overlay sheets. I have a bunch of behind-the-scenes pictures of this shoot, actually. I should really post them, but we've been away. Um, the acetate uh, sheets for the overlays, everyone just, I think Matt, uh, Matt drew a page and Alex drew a page, and just everyone just drew weird, <laughs> like, totally weird-ass graphs. Yeah. And, um, we had our own little graph jam. You did. Oh. And, uh, yeah. It wasn't even supposed to be a pun. We just we actually did have our yeah, own they graph did. jam. They had a graph jam. I don't know how else. What else would you call a graph jam? A bunch of people sitting around graphing, and but they were all funny, a graph like po- ridiculous graphs. They were. They, they were. They weren't intended to be um, boring. And uh, yeah, we shot that in the uh, the the office set that we've shot a couple a couple stuff in recently. But yeah, I thought the video turned out really really well. I think Jared did a great job in that uh, in that part. And uh, I like that there's the one shot of Ben early on, looking like he's about to crack for some reason, and people were like. I initially was like, why the hell is he doing that? That doesn't make any sense. And then later on, you see why. Yeah. Because he's high. Yeah, I uh, I also liked the escapist reaction to seeing Alex, wherein they thought they that he was Yahtzee and internet high five. <laughs> that was pretty funny, yeah. Yeah, where right, one person thought I, it was Yahtzee and someone else was like, yeah, it totally is. All right, we're awesome. And it's like, no, guys, that's not Yahtzee. That's very weird. Yeah. I do like how, like, my favorite sort of bit of improv that I guess didn't come across in the script was, like, when Ben's character is like, I'm still so high. Paul, as the boss, is just like... Oh, yeah, there, yeah, there. patting him on the shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yes, we all are. <laughs> this is a universe where this is fine. You know? Yeah, yeah like, we totally understand. We're fine, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, so... So uh, there's that. Uh, but, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll post some behind-the-scenes pictures from that. I thought that turned out really well. Yeah, and then, then uh, who are you going to call? 
which was the second video of Paul's that we needed, we that has been on the back burner for the longest time because we needed to get off our ass and get costumes. Yeah, yeah this one's a lot more recent than uh, yeah. Cafe. But we shot it the next day because while while we were shooting Cafe de la Catapult, the, uh, we were just finishing up, and the guy was like, um, uh, the guy was like, hey, if you ever need to shoot other stuff here, uh, you know, just let me know. And I was like, really? Do you do you have roof access? And he went, yeah. You want to see it? I do, and so up and this like awesome up this ladder through a trap door, up further ladder into a weird little uh, the elevator control room house for the, all the mechanics of the elevator, then out onto this little area of roof, and it was perfect because it, it, it was surrounded by other roof, so you could get up for a, like the top down shot, and you know it was like a little self contained area, and it turned out really really well. Mm-hmm. So we spent all day putting the costumes together all day, all day, and then we shot after dark. The yeah. costumes, by the way, I love. I the love costumes, so much. I really, I want to bring these characters back simply because the costumes came <coughs> together so well. And there's there sort of fortuitous costuming. Like for Jared's cape, we had already sort of picked out the shirts and we're like, well, we need a cape type thing. And so I was like, well, what if we just took a skirt, right? Yeah. That we'd have like a lot of material that would be cape length. And basically, I found. In crushed velvet, which is the perfect oh, fabric for it the was winter, so good. an exact color match. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, this is perfect." For um, so for for Mega Man, we were going with sort of a uh, a uh, I guess I, I mean I guess kind of similar to Kick Ass, but really sort of like the early Batman <coughs> kind of thing of of you know like putting the, his own costume together with you know just he's just just a vigilante doing this by himself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the the we were trying to figure out what to do, what to give him for his head, and we ended up giving him like a kid Flash headband. Yeah. Uh, the wizard was definitely very much sort of like Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I, you know, I the the belt was a last minute minute change on that costume because originally I had like one of the warriors darkness belts. Well, it was actually a belt that we bought that day. Oh, okay. But but, it, it, but it we were like fit. we were like after this video it'll be great for the warriors, but yeah, it was, it was too big. Yeah. But uh, but Matt was going to wear the the pocket one and it didn't fit him or right. something like that. So yeah. Well. yeah. But yeah, you had the whole there was uh it was uh, the shoes we bought for that as well. Yes, long Tal- when Tally saw those, she was which, like, "Were those high heels?" <laughs> which the shoes were no, slightly. They were like maybe. half inch. They're, they are men's shoes. Yeah, they are men's shoes. But, we were like I a mean, half inch rise. Considering how how little the shoes were actually in the shot, we spent it's, a lot of time looking for those shoes. Yeah, well, yeah. because we wanted to give Jer like you know like old timey boots or something like that, like you'd see in like a Three Musketeers. So we were trying to find just a plain, like a pair of black. You know, women's high boots. The thing is, Jer's feet are pretty large, so we're looking for like a size twelve, which you're gargantuan getting, women. A size twelve in women. Yes, a women's size twelve. Most yeah. are actually yeah. average size for men, but okay, but still, like, it they're translates right to a women's right size twelve. The yeah, they're average for men, but large for women. Yes. is what Kathleen yeah. is saying. So yeah. you know, when you're looking for like a pair of like high heel sort of boots and a women and a women's size twelve, you're getting into sort of Specialty shops, I guess, is the most uh, polite yeah, way of we, saying that. And we were shooting in. Uh, we we were at. Or we were, village, yeah, we were, so, we were yeah. a secondhand shop, which, which luckily like had a. Dollars. They were having a fifty percent off men's menswear and sh- men's shoes sale that day, mm, so that worked out well. Then for um for Electrovolt, very much um just the Silk Spectre, yeah, yeah, the yeah Silk Spectre, sort of that kind of era of uh, sort of like Golden Age DC <laughs> sort of heroes with the costume. And uh, then for Matt, going very much the sort of like the Punisher end of things. Mm. Mm. Except uh, my mask, my eye. Yeah, except for the mask, yeah. Yes. But 
I hope, I hope failure. Yeah, yeah. We need, me I tried to cut. The, I tried to get them right, but as soon as I stretched the material to tie it, it pulled them apart. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, me and Matt need to get better masks for next shoot. Because your mask worked. Yeah, your well, mask, my mask is like a children's. I have a small head. Yeah, we, we had to children's buy like cops impossible. and robbers bandit mask. It was. It was a. It, it was a. It was part of a Lone Ranger yeah. kit we got for a dollar. But I had to like. I had to like cut it into shape. Yeah, yeah. I thought it worked pretty. It worked well. really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and like make the eye holes bigger. So the uh, but uh, Apollo, because you uh, this like I said is another one that you wrote. Yeah, uh, I can't even remember where. Yeah, I mean, I've been watching lots of, or everybody, I guess, in the entire world has been watching lots of superhero movies lately, <laughs> <laughs> because a bunch of superhero movies have been coming out. Uh, and so, you know, and there's obviously lots of stuff and lots of silly things been done with, uh, with Batman and things. So it was originally, um, I think originally Mega Man was supposed to be a little bit more Batman-y. Mm. Um, like in the script, I have him like speaking with a really fake gruff voice, um, which I didn't feel like doing, so I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, possibly because I was still kind of sick. Your devotion to the character is unwavering. Yeah, (laughs) frankly, the, the best thing to do... Why, when you're sick and know you're going to be traveling within a week is to hang out on a cold rooftop at night in tights. Oh, yeah, just, just so, you guys, so, cool. so you guys know, uh, when we were coming into PAX, basically the entire Loading Ready Run crew got knocked down by not one, but two simultaneous colds. Yeah. <laughs> like, we were all, like, we got knocked down on, like, Tuesday, and then we were like, oh, so bad, so bad. And then by, like, Friday, it was doing better, and then Saturday, bang, everyone got knocked down. You want to know why you got sick at PAX? Because they mixed inside of us. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually was the only one who wasn't sick before we went to PAX. Yeah. Oh, okay, me and Tim were like like macho superheroes. But yeah, I was just recovering. Yeah. I, I was I had taken like a but day I, off work. I had still I had never gotten any of the other colds, but my body rewarded me for being so uh vigilant and healthy by uh giving me a cold I picked up from my friend Josh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you came back from PAX yes. with a cold. Yes. If you yeah if you get, I didn't get the PAX box. If you get out of it one way then you'll get it. We didn't have the PAX box, we had the pre PAX box. Yeah. 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 We, we started the PAX box. Which was great because our immune system was just gung ho like I came out of packs, no problem. No problem. Like, yeah. I didn't get but then sick again, at all. there wasn't any kind of like illness going around. Like normally, because we because we are you know friends with some of the enforcers, and so you you know they they will know if this, something is going to outbreak because usually enforcers will start going down because they're so busy and stressed out. Like the second day of the con, yeah, enforcers will start having to go home sick because they're doomed. Right, right. Yeah. But no enforcers went home sick, so they knew that they were that there wasn't going to be a probably outbreak. okay. Yeah. The enforcers are like the canaries. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have to talk to so many people and touch so many people, and they're there for like 16 hours a day, right? Yeah. But anyway, so uh, this video, um, we were kind of sick, but it wasn't, I don't think it was too noticeable. And there was, there was all, and there was, how many people were up on that roof? Because it was all four of you who were in the costumes. And then Alex. Me and and Alex, Alex, Ray, and Ben, and James. Yeah. 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 Well, because James was actually in the video, of course. Any video where James has a mustache is a great video, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I saw somebody. Uh, in I don't know if I don't know if that's that's like a correlation there, but sorry, I don't know if it's I don't causality? know if that's yes, I don't know if that's causality, but there's, there's, a defi- there's definitely a correlation between awesome videos and James having a mustache. I think there, there's there's some uh, uh, some comments suggesting <laughs> that if James wore a mustache in every video, they would not be they would not complain. I, I just read a Maybe comment. Maybe you should grow All a right. Magnum PA style mustache, James. If I could, I would. I mean, I'm, well, I just you haven't a... shaved. I can see that you have stubble clearly it, on your upper lip. Yeah, but that's about as far as it goes. 
just, so you get like a, like like a, Z like with a Charlie really Chaplin mustache? I don't would know because it's not really pedo because it's not thin. It, mm. I don't know. So I used to work That's at an true. after school care um, <laughs> and there was a, a beard off at one point oh, no. where we were just like basically grow a beard and the last person to cave and shave it uh, wins. Um, and so they got pretty big. The parents must have loved that. After a while. And they, you know the parents were fine with it but then... Um, the, for our next idea, they were like, okay, so next we do mustaches. And the administration just came down on us immediately. It was like, no, you are not doing mustaches. That is a terrible idea. Uh, well, yeah. I like that the mustache itself has, has got that connotation. Like, no matter what you're actually doing. I think mustaches mustache. are rad. Yeah. Mustaches work on certain people. Yeah, uh, I just got a comment this morning on the video. Actually, that uh, they said if the uh, if the video had just been 15 minutes of watching the grappling hook come over the wall and be slowly dragged back, they would have been they would have been thrilled. The, that's the only thing about this video that I'm uh, I don't like. Like it turned out perfectly, but the grappling hook is a little small. Yeah, so it was hard to see. Uh, and like the grappling hook and the rope could have been bigger. like I, I love the actual. So um, the actual uh, what what's going on there is that's the. Uh, where where the grappling hook is flying over is the edge of another roof. Yeah, there's like uh, this wall. And, and so there's roofs. like a two foot high wall. So I'm like ducked down like way on my belly. Yeah, on the behind. camera on the camera side it was like an eight foot wall, and on Paul's side it was about a two foot wall. Yeah, so so I'm ducked down like way on my belly. Throw the thing over, pull it back, try to do it, and keep in mind that this is me um, without my glasses, so I can't see wearing. Tinted goggles at night. At night, he's basi- so, basically. Blind. I, I was like, "That's the most blind I've ever been." So I'm doing it entirely by feel, but wearing gloves, <laughs> <laughs> pulling this thing back and then throwing it over again. And so, uh, and so, the, yeah. So the thing, if the grappling hook had been a little bigger and the rope had been a little bit longer, that would have been. It would have worked out better. But yeah. it's okay. Got to give huge props to uh, Bradley Rains. Uh, because my god, did this video need music? Like it was coming together, oh, yeah. and, and it was like, oh, this is great, this is gonna be great, but boy, it really needs music. So I asked him to do music, and he's like, and I sent him a rough cut, and he's like, you know what? Let me actually, let me actually try and do a whole sound design pass on this thing. And I was like, okay, sure, I, not knowing that he, this was a thing that he he had experience doing, and uh, every sound effect in that video that isn't. Um, that isn't uh, talking is something he put in, like the all the sounds of the of the grappling hook, like the little subtle tinking noises, Paul scraping on the thing, the the train and city and police noises in the background. Like he did a complete uh, sound pass on it, and it's so good because of it. And uh, yeah, I I said intro music basically like Batman, and he's like, which Batman? And gave me a list, and I'm like, uh, animated series, and he's like, okay, great, I'm on that, and and it sounds exactly like Batman. The, the best does. Batman, yeah. So, yeah, huge props to Bradley for yeah. doing an amazing it's, job with it. The, the whole grappling yeah, Bradley hook BradleyRains.com. BradleyRains.com. Want to check out stuff? The whole grappling hook, bit, by the way, uh, is all in the script. The the first that the, there's the first like half page of script is yeah. just stage direction describing what's going on with the grappling hook because I really wanted to get that right. Yeah, <laughs> I had that like in my brain as a really hilarious thing. So. Anyway, I'm happy that it worked out so well. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's quickly go over um, other other content. So yeah, so we three got three episodes of Unskippable. Uh, three? Oh, I guess yeah. there are three, right? We got uh, so Vampire Reign is the first one. Vampire Reign, Final Fantasy 13, and uh-huh. Battlefield Bad Company. So Vampire Reign, not much to say about that God, really, I'm sorry except you had to play that game. That that mm-hmm. game is really terrible. Like we actually did some playing. I mean, not to get into new reviews, but we did some playing it afterwards. That game is really poorly made. 
Because basically you just die. It's hilarious it's, to watch. It's, it's, it is really funny to watch. It's a getting killed by vampire simulator is really what the game is. <laughs> also, also pretending to be Sam Fisher simulator. Yeah, pertaining to the pertaining to the cutscene, my favorite part of that whole thing is just the, for no reason the fifteen second shot of the fucking coffee mug. <laughs> Why they're all talking and for some reason there's just a fifteen second shot of this fucking mug. It doesn't make any sense. So yeah. Uh, that's all that needs to be said about Vampire Rain. The next week, Final Fantasy XIII, of course, was our April Fool's week. Heavy air quotes. Uh, joke. And we did the intro to Final Fantasy III. Or Fa- Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, People yeah. commenting as if we didn't know that it's supposed to be Final Fantasy, that it's actually Final Fantasy VI. We, there was actually, we were originally planning on bringing some sort of joke about that in it, but that never actually worked out. Yeah. If, if you're a fan of Mode 7 humor, boy, this video is for you. <laughs> It's, uh, like, in, in the past... How many Mode 7 humor <coughs> fans are there? <laughs> Every, some several. people, like, mention it. <laughs> uh, I'm a fan of Mode 7 humor, obviously. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, we made a lot of Mode 7 jokes on the plane going down to uh, Boston as well. Well, it's because we, we had just done this, so I was thinking about it. I wouldn't know, given that I was sitting in the other end of the plane. Oh, That's why it was so great. <laughs> well, Salt, it's because Salt Lake City... It's looks, very flat. It looks... Well, because it's, it's flat forever in every direction, and then there's these fucking mountains, and it looks like something in a Mode 7. It looks like this massive flat plane where every where even the buildings and all other terrain you could actually walk over forever and never get to the mountains. Salt Lake City looks like the beginning of Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> six. I mean, some people have... Um, uh, like, in, in the past, people on the uh, Friends Kibble have sort of said that we should try doing some more, um, you know, super retro games. Uh, and usually they don't work very well because uh, there's just, like, there's no, pe- like, when you don't have people talking, it's quite difficult sometimes to, uh, just because it's boring to just watch, you know, reams of text go by. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of these old RPGs uh, are just the little super deformed guys walking around doing stuff. So we were hoping, so even though there is a lot of that in this cutscene, and there's also the two-minute chunk of them just walking along the uh, the ice or the snow, uh we were hoping that the the hilarity of the fact that it were actually doing it at all would sort of counter counterbalance. Yeah, that. I was I was noticing that too because not only is it two minutes, it's like half the video, and it's the and it's actually at the end. Like there's nothing that comes after them walking. It's just yeah. you guys because it goes whatever right you want. In, yeah. for the final two minutes because it goes right into gameplay. Yes, I was pretty happy with what we what we came up with that yeah. with that the uh, all the again all the mode seven jokes. Those mm. were some solid mode seven and. <laughs> If we had never done a retro game, we would never have got a chance to make all those Mode 7 jokes. That's true. I just, I found it interesting that right after that, you go into a fight in the village where you get attacked by a dog, which the game calls a Silver Lobo, which I found very funny because at that, at the same day, the area in Final Fantasy 13 that Kathleen was playing, she was fighting weird dog creatures called Silver Lobos. The Silver mm-hmm. Lobos are in other Final Fantasy Oh, I know that. Too. I know that. It's just interesting During that it happened to be 10. on the same day. So, anyway. Uh, and then, uh, Battlefield Bad Company. Uh, and the plight of the uh, the plight of the um, opening car scene, yes, like the darkness and Far Cry Two. We, we we made the point in the video, but I believe yeah, the other thing I remember thinking about with this is Chad X would have a very time tough time doing a review of Battlefield Bad Company. He'd be like more like Battlefield. Oh, <laughs> oh. I guess a Battlefield not good. Oh. More like Prattlefield Fad Company. <laughs> Oh. Sad company. Sad company. Sad yeah. Company. But like, it's already called bad company. It doesn't work anyway. Uh, 
Luckily, uh, any sequel you can rhyme with poo, so more like mm-hmm. Sad Company Poo. Mm-hmm. Oh, Chad X. Oh, Chad sad X. Company Deuce. <laughs> Deuce. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, there's not really much to say about that one. It was just sort of a standard... Uh, uh, it's There's the one line in it that just we... It's very funny by itself where the guy like... Where the guy says, nice to meet you, you smell very clean. Yeah, it's just yeah. keeping things interesting, I guess. All right. Uh, so, Ian and uh, Ian uh, in so, reverse chronological order. Games for Pets. Kathleen. Right. Written uh, by me and Graham, like, at two, at two, excuse me, at New Year's. Basically, any uh, video, any ENN thing involving kittens. Uh, yeah. or well, any Lonely Radio Run thing in general that involves... It's probably written by Kathleen or Graham. Well, you know, I mean, Graham and I both like cats. Other people like cats. I mean, cats, popular. I, I think this video cat, proved to I'm be extremely that, popular on The Escapist, and I think it's because of the kitty screenshot. Yeah, the thumbnail was a cat, so... Yeah. A pretty kitty... Um, yeah, so we wrote that, and we just thought it'd be funny, and we enjoyed bringing back James's sort of, like, misguided character who, you know, is trying to make these games, but is not entirely aware of what a good game to make would be, so, you know, he sort of, you know. But anyhow, and it turned out really well. We, uh, it was fun, and the cat wrangling proved to be quite hilarious. It was a lot of fun. Did you record any uh, behind the scenes of cat wrangling? Basically, all the cat wrangling that wasn't used was behind the scenes because <laughs> I managed to use pretty much every bit that actually worked. No, all the that, rest of it was the cats having no interest in playing along. That episode also featured Graham's dad playing a representative from Fox. Oh, so good! Who uh, who would fire a whole bunch of people from IGN because they he wanted to replace them with robots. Wait, yeah, <laughs> which, oh, was, robots. which was actually difficult to write because it, it was sort of like I I wanted to make fun of the fact that all these people had been fired when really that's a really horrible thing. We, we, we wanted to make fun of the fact that people had been fired in a way to make fun of IGN, not the people who'd been fired, because that sucks for them. Yes, exactly. We didn't want to come off like dicks to the people who'd been fired. No, we have, we yeah. have you know, very fond sentiments for all those people. Yes. Just they happen to work for a kind of silly games publication. Um, next up was Special Editions. Yeah, which... Uh, Kathleen wrote. Yeah. Oh, yes, and somebody thought it was... This uh, was another one, this, uh, this one, much like the um, the iPhone gaming one, was one that I was like, okay, I got this idea. I think we should do it like this. And Kathleen's like, okay, great, I'll write it and then write something different. <laughs> wow. Which is which is fine because it turned out really really well. Uh, I love Paul's um, uh, Bioshock Three gramophone Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, my God. I was happy with how that turned out. Yeah, I, I wrote this and um, I mean I don't know. It, there's not a lot to talk about. It's very there. Yeah, I'm, I'm really <laughs> hoping that somebody actually comes out with a chaise lounge. Andy doing we, uh, when we were at a special edition t- and oh and also uh, there's been a lot of demand for a uh, Ryan Quickbender body yeah, yeah, body yeah, yeah a surprising of only of the lower half yeah I'm not, not sure I'm entirely okay when, with that when we were at PAX uh, someone came up to us and she said she works in a library and she was at a library trade show because apparently such things <laughs> exist and there were people selling furniture shaped like books. What? Like furniture that looks like piles of giant books. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, there's like an armchair that was like 
Yes, I remember. Yeah. Writing, I remember writing that because I was sort of like writing. So like we actually probably could have gotten like a Photoshop or like a picture, like an actual yeah. like actual product demo. We just didn't think to didn't think to Google it. We didn't think that thing existed because I know because I wrote that originally and Graham was like, I don't know, the thing that they're you know going to re-release at Christmas needs more. Like it needs to be more ridiculous. I want like a chaise, and I'm like, like what? Like a chaise lounge? And yes. Graham's like, that sounds yes, great. exactly. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, and then they they uh, that also had Andy. Uh, doing the an amazing war. interview in one. Yeah. Uh, normally those those uh, split screen interview segments don't don't come off that smoothly, but that was well. It wasn't it wasn't his first take. No, the first take the mic was but he did it all in one go. Yeah, yeah. which was great. Which was uh, pretty amazing, and he does a very good job of just that barely suppressed mania. Yeah. Oh my um, god, that was kind of possibly because that's how Andy is anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then finally, uh, the one that that uh, ended up being called Money Shot, though it's technically I guess Money Shot the iPad, mm-hmm. uh, which was just this last week. Yeah, um, which was the uh, talking about. Uh, well, it had two sort of two sort of sub features. One being uh, the uh, very very personal to Jer. Yeah, it, well, there's there's a point where if you have a problem, you've got to take ownership of it. Yeah, and. You know, so that, Jared, why weren't you looking into the camera? Properly? Fuck you, yeah. Paul. Did you not? Did you see the guy and the, I the responses oh. for that? I was right. like, oh my! God, I was buddy. not even going to entertain that with with a response. Uh, so, uh, as, uh, for for those of you who don't know, for some weird reason, that is actually Jared is actually Jared disabled that in that way. Yes. Yeah. I, so, I, so he can't truly appreciate the, yes. the depth of Avatar. Yeah, no, I can literally I can either watch it blurry with, without glasses or yeah. uh, or not blurry with glasses oh, in 2D. Until the 22nd of April when it comes out on Blu-ray and you can watch it in 2D in, in perfect clarity. There yeah. is that. Without um, glasses. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was actually surprised in the in the comments that we got for that video, uh, the number of other people who were like, hey, I also have this problem. Yeah, so, which was, which was kind of cool. I, I was see, I was very interested in that, and I was thinking, like, because it seems like a higher percentage than just 1%. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking that I wonder if there's something to do with, because video games are inherently 2D. Uh, on, and so, you know, it, their video games are, are something that, uh, you know, as opposed to, like, sports or something that people who can't see 3D are I, completely identical to anybody else. Yeah, there's a uh, higher percentage. Well, there's a higher percentage of people who are th- video game enthusiasts. It would be would, an interesting study. To do I wouldn't things. be surprised. I mean, my my issue caused me to to wear extremely large, thick glasses that magnified my eyes in in bad looking ways uh, all the time I was growing up, which sort of sidelined me as a nerd. Yeah, those are like the quintessential nerd actually, glasses. Because I remember you wear those glasses. Do you not actually need them to see? Yeah, uh, about that. What. Jared can't actually see it all. <laughs> yeah, no. He moves by I, echolocation. Um, <laughs> I, I actually, I haven't worn my glasses since grade 12. Yeah, um, no, I know that. I am very slightly farsighted. Um, and uh, so that that was also partially why I was buying okay. them. Um, I it doesn't seem like glasses would fix amblyopia. Well, they do, actually. Or they, they don't fix... Amblyopia is, is lazy eye, right? And right. so um, what they do is they have... You can get one with a prism in one lens that uh. forces light in a different direction, so the eye automatically moves over to compensate. Um, mm. It doesn't... I'm not looking at a both eyes at once, so it doesn't matter. Right. I still can't see in 3D. But um, it's cosmetically allowed, makes the eye look in the in the correct direction through thick Coke bottle glasses that magnify it about two times. Right. The reason that I haven't worn glasses since grade 12, honestly, is that I got a new pair of glasses in grade 12 and lost them in the first month that I had them. No uh, idea where they went. 
and haven't worn really? glasses since. Hmm. There are major advances in lens technology I, necessitate I, that lens sizes come I, down. As I said, yes. I am looking into getting new glasses. I have a consultation on Wednesday. So yes, my my glasses as the time has gone on, my prescription has gone up. The the weight of my glasses has gone, gone down, down, which is pretty awesome. Are much much yeah. thinner now. Yeah. But my glasses basically do the opposite to yours. Yeah, right. Yeah. So. But uh, so the other one we did the money shot, um, Geargasm. The iPad. Yeah, Geargasm yeah. money shot. So that's. So the idea, the the separation we have is the geargasm is talking about super things in the future. It's uh, where uh, uh, where the tomorrow's technology or where, where the future was yesterday. Yeah. And then the geargasm money shot is talking about current technology. So it's when yesterday's future is today. today. Yes. <laughs> Which is entirely true. Yes. <laughs> and so uh, so I don't know. Maybe maybe geargasm money shot will come back for other uh, other things. I uh, yeah, I quite. Um, I enjoy I, the iPad mock-up. Yeah, I quite like the, the iPad <laughs> mock-up. This <laughs> is so silly. Uh, there were a lot of things in this week's ENN that I really, really enjoyed. Your yeah. your bit, the the escapist mock-up was great. Uh, I think it might be my favorite instance of Ryan Quickbender in a video game. <laughs> uh, Ryan Quickbender. Oh. Oh, okay, there it goes. Completely agrees with me. Just like a slight <laughs> yeah. pause and you're like, ah. I, oh. Actually, what I wanted to accomplish with that was the bit from that one Eminem song where he says, and Dr. Dre says, nothing, you idiot, Dr. Dre's dead. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the, the iPad mock-up, it was, there were some things that were, like, super important to us that we get in there. Uh, for me... It was really important that we had like a mid '90s EGM issue uh, in in the <laughs> yeah, middle of yeah. it. Yeah, we we spent a lot of effort getting the right magazines for that. Yeah, there was a there was a used bookstore that we previously, I'm sure, had had like a big selection of porn, <laughs> and maybe they maybe <laughs> they got told that they couldn't when, sell when it. We or were something. in high school. Uh, yeah. it was, it's also the 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 used bookstore that has the largest selection of like used D and D books. <laughs> yeah. So we'd go in there looking for D and D books, and there would be this gigantic porn, fucking yeah. porn section. In the See, back. I don't so know. maybe maybe they got like some sort of licensing thing that they couldn't sell it or something. Because now they don't. They just have like issues of of. Uh, biking magazines, which yeah. oh, have, the adult which, room is gone. Yeah, oh. it's just yes. they have Maxim and they have motorcycle magazines, which have boobs. So we this is a huh. this is a copy of the, the magazine. There is a copy of In the Wild, which is a motorcycle. In the wind. From sorry, like, In the Wind from nineteen ninety one. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the copy the the game magazine that we got because we only found one mid nineties game magazine in any of the places that we looked in poor condition. Uh, in very poor condition. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what it was, but maybe you can figure out what yeah. it was. It's, yeah, if somebody can tell us uh, the the. The issue, magazine, the magazine, and, and that what issue yeah. were we actually used? That would be awesome. That'd be yeah. pretty impressive. Uh, uh, it, it's, it's not, it's not EGM, but it it's a magazine that may have started with the name EGM. Dun, dun, That's a pretty dun. big clue. Yeah, that is a pretty big clue. The uh, uh, and then the the, the flash. The um for the the shot of the escape yes. with the flash not working. Oh man! In I think they've changed it now, but. Like, I, I read somewhere that they changed it, but if you try to load a Flash video, or if you try to go to a page with a Flash video on the iPhone, the plug-in not found icon is a, is a blue Lego brick with yeah, a question mark. Yeah. That's oh, just okay. the standard. Well, uh, it's only on the iPad they've changed yeah, it. Yeah, on the iPad yeah. they changed oh, it. Oh, when, it just when, doesn't show anything. Because when, yeah, when, when Steve Jobs was oh, yeah, demoing yeah, yeah. the iPad and he went to New York Times and there was the, the thing there, so they're like, ooh, let's get rid of that. So, yeah, so that that's an actual... Real Lego brick, just taped, just taped to the page. <laughs> On a perfect reproduction of the yes. escape. Perfect, yes, it's brilliant. 
Uh, which, you know, I, I actually am happy that they found it funny enough to make it their thumbnail. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a loving dig. And exactly. they know. They know it's a problem. Yeah. All so, right. Uh, all right. That was long. That was, that was long. That was long. So long that we're basically done. All right. Should we, should, we should do at least one ask. Should we talk about PAX at all? Oh, yeah. Should, yeah. But I would let's say talk let's about, talk about PAX. And then we'll, we'll have to do Eskler next week, I'm afraid. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. um, so PAX East, the inaugural PAX East. Uh, Peace. It was a blast. I don't think anybody called it peace. I know. We came up with that the other yeah, day. Yeah, we came yeah. up with that the other day and we were like, oh peaced. man, we could have totally started that. Because then when you leave, you can say peace out. No. Oh. No, that would have been bad. <laughs> that will never uh, take off. I knew that was coming too and it still hit me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Max, um, we did the, the meetup on Saturday and that was really great. <coughs> and Graham died. Just dying slowly <laughs> over here. Uh, but uh, we had, I think it was about 50 people or so coming to the meetup. So, yeah, uh, and our, thanks to everybody who, who came out there and the, stood in their cold. 220 people at the panel, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was it was great. It was, it, there was a lot of, a lot of Lonely Radio Yeah, thanks, there. yeah, was, thanks for really everybody cool. who came to the panel and went to see that and in, in, went to see us instead of the video game orchestra, which was apparently awesome. So, you maybe missed out. So yeah, hopefully next year, hopefully next year our panel won't be conflicting with anything quite so awesome. Yeah, but, I, uh, I don't know, like, there's, there's, so, there's, a requisite number of awesome things that are going to happen at PAX every year. I know. So it's kind of it's kind of difficult. Like it, it's probably better that we were against the video game orchestra than like one of the PA Q and A's or, or like Will's keynote. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I uh, feel sorry for the guys who were against Will's keynote. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was it was it was a lot of fun. Um, they obviously didn't uh, like they didn't. If you've watched PA TV, they're going to be in a bigger space next year because they didn't they weren't sure how big it was going to be. You know, first con on the East Coast. <coughs> it was huge, and uh, hopefully next year publishers will take it more seriously too, because the the uh, expo floor was actually sort of disappointing. You know, if you never been everything to, else was great. If you'd never but, been to a PAX before, I can yeah. imagine. Oh yeah, it would be great. Cool. I mean, they just didn't have room for anything else. Though, yeah. Right? yeah. Well, so. no, there was a, there was a lot of empty space at the back. It, it like really, I think that it was more a question of it's the first year, so no one knew how big it was going to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait. Oh, hang on. Wait. Computer is buggering up. Thinking about it. Thinking about it. Okay. All right. Uh, and um, yeah, Boston is a beautiful city. Oh, also. yeah, so, so much, so much like history. Heritage. Yeah, so much like building-related history there. And uh, we saw Harvard. I felt my. Uh, I think we all felt our Canadian degrees devalued just a little bit. <laughs> it's okay. I don't have a Canadian degree. Exactly. Neither do I. <laughs> I have a Harvard degree now. I think the best. Yeah, is, we've all been to Harvard. Harvard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think Paul came up with the best description of what Harvard looks like. The, the, the building. Oh yeah. You see. Okay. So there's all like every university or at least universities around here have like that one building. That's like the focal point of the university. Like the like one a, really old building that it was founded that's, on. That's like the library or or like the main the main hall or something. Uh, Harvard is all those buildings. They just took those buildings from a bunch of other universities and stuck them all in one place. Yeah, it's it's like uh, it's it's like any one of the buildings could be transported somewhere else and be used as like a university unto itself. My favorite thing that happened. It's when really we were, big. when we were at Harvard. Actually, was when we walked by. The statue of the oh, founder shit. of Harvard, and and there were a whole bunch of uh, students in front of it, like international students having having their pictures taken, and they they were in front of the plaque. Uh, so Paul looks over at the statue and, and says, "Oh, it's Sir John Harvard, the inventor of Harvard." Yes, there, yeah. we, because there, we we were having a, a running gag that, any, or that's something that I like. Is that yeah. anybody anything 
is invented by Sir John and then the name of the thing. Yes. And it turns out Harvard was actually founded by John Harvard. So <laughs> hilarity ensued. Was he yeah. a sir, though? No. I don't know. If he he no, wouldn't have been sir because he was American, right? No. Yeah. But still, the fact that it was actually John Harvard and founder of Harvard, we found pretty funny. That's that's the real tragedy in, in America separating you know, for America, you know, being independent from the UK. Not right? enough knights? Yeah, you can't yeah. have knights anymore. That happened again in New York, actually. Uh, um, uh, where we saw Rockefeller Center. The founder of Rockefeller Center was John Rockefeller. <laughs> it's the reason why I started doing that is because it comes up surprisingly often. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, Sir John Tesla. Exactly. Yes. Creator of the Tesla coil. So John Tetrapack, creator of the Tetrapack. <laughs> See, it works for anything. So John Kleenex. Um, I'm trying to think of just Pack's weekend is such a whirlwind of awesomeness that it's hard to hard to pin down. Yeah, we, I, mean, I mean, we hung out. Actually, wait, no. Okay. Um, uh, got um, on uh, just because I have to do a, a, a couple uh, shoutouts um, on the Saturday night. I think um, Kathleen and Jer and Matt and I. Hung out with um, uh, uh, Logan. Yeah, Logan and uh, John. John Funk and um, I do not remember the other escapist writer's name. Was it Awkward. was it also John? I think was there's it? another John. I'm so confused. And uh, Tom Brand and King Cool. Yeah. Uh, who were great. Uh, King Cool in the day, by the way, had previously um, Matt rolled us with the Fear of Matt animation. <laughs> and while we were all out having dinner and drinks at the uh, Japanese restaurant, the Bob Sinclair song from the Fear of Matt loop started playing on the radio in the restaurant, <laughs> which was pretty hilarious. And then um, the next night, uh, Wart Jr. 2373? His name's Dylan. Anyway, he uh, he took us to dinner, which was really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, that were decent of him. And we got to hang out with uh, our good friend Hicks, who's oh, an awesome uh, dude, and who will and be Isaac in the video tomorrow. And nice family. Who... On, mon- on Sunday morning, yes, Isaac. I don't I know if he's in the forum, but I don't think he, he is. is not. But, but uh, yeah, the local fan Isaac and uh, his, his parents um, insisted his sister, on... sister, Sophia, and his mom... Insisted on uh, showing day. us a good brunch. And mm-hmm. man, that was... I don't know, what's that place called? S&S? Yeah, the S&S. That was like, a solid brunch. Yeah, if you're, in, if, if you're in Boston, go to S&S in Cambridge, and it, you will have the most delicious brunch. If you're in Boston, you probably already know about it. You probably do. But I mean, I mean, I mean if you're visiting Boston, next time, you know, next year for PAX... Uh, it's it's out of the way, but boy, is it tasty. I'd also, I believe, um, Alexander Ditto, um, when we, at, oh, yeah. at the meetup, uh, gave me this awesome scarf that oh, kept yeah. me so warm. There were a lot of scarves given given to people. Yeah, yeah. I got, is that, I got one that was oh, even yeah. cooler than everybody else's because it had the Loading May Run logo on it and stuff. So. <laughs> that, that is true. And uh, so many great uh, enforcers uh, uh, helping us out. Uh, Mojo, who was running the uh, Bandland and VIP area, and Kitten, who was also helping out there. Um, Hicks, of course. Yes, Hicks, of course. Um, I'm trying to remember the other uh, the other enforcers who were helping out around that area. It's tough because it's like so many names. Well, it's it's because they go by their they go by their names, usernames, yeah. and it's those are harder to remember than real names for some <laughs> reason. Anyway, There's everyone double up on real names. Huh? There's too many double up on real names. That's why they do it. Uh, that's true. That makes sense. Uh, well, anyway, thank you to everyone because it was a yeah. it was an absolute blast. I can't. I'm, I'm trying to think of 
And also, uh, yeah, uh, obviously. Oh, Cahill. Uh, Durr. Cahill and two times. And, and obviously, like, uh, Will Wheaton and uh, Paul and Storm, who we got to hang out with a bit backstage and who were very cool people. Yeah, and Jonathan Colton. Don I mean, Colton. of course, we already, we already knew that. Sitting next to yes, us. We already knew that Will Wheaton was a cool guy. But. He, I, 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 got to, I got to hold his guitar briefly. Really? Yes. Nice. Well, because I was sitting behind at our table. Our table was behind him, or was yeah. beside his, and he showed up with all of his stuff, and he handed me his guitar and was like, excuse me, could you shepherd this to the ground? <laughs> I went, yes, I will do that for you. And I didn't, I didn't drop it. I will never wash these hands again. Yes. <laughs> Ew. So filth with germs. So. It's uh, the whole weekend's a blur, so I can't really pin anything down. But it was it was a blast. It was an awesome blur. Thanks to thanks to everyone who came by and said hi, because it was it was great. It's just it's so, it the fact that you want to say hi to us and want to hang out with us and get us to sign things and take pictures it means means a lot to us. It we think it's really really awesome. Mm -hmm. It was it was, so, it was you like know, you keep saying how cool it is for you. You have no idea how cool it is for us. It was like the Flash playing a really rocking guitar solo. An awesome blur. <laughs> And with that, we're done. <laughs> because we can't top that. Uh, it's been a Lonely Runner Run podcast. Back to regular next week, but uh, for this week, you, we, you just get talking about stuff. So, uh, goodbye.